visiting with Cade Klubnik, our Shab of the Week. Cade, it's been a wild week for you right now. You know, you have all this stuff happen to you individually. But one of the things that I think that most people don't really know is that how focused you are on the team. You're kind of along for the ride. Expand on that now that we have a chance to kind of talk and, and you can put it into words because I think that's the most valuable part of your game is the ability to kind of look at the team and go, hey, I'm just a part of this. I'm not the team. You know, I think like part of it is just being where I am right now and just living in the moment and just um, not looking to where I'm going to be in a month, but just living in the moment. And I mean, I wouldn't be the player that I am without our offensive line and our coordinators and um, our receivers and our defense. And I'm literally nothing without them. I mean, that's just how I've always seen it. And I think that that's kind of how our team sees it. What most quarterbacks are, are enjoying is all of the attention. And I think because of the success of the defense and the way that the special teams has been able to play, your job has been relegated to the first half. You know, you have a, a guy like Christian Edgar and, and, and guys that are incredibly capable of, of being starters pretty much anywhere else. What is that like for you as, as the guy that gets all the attention sometimes and you sit back and get to watch this team for three weeks? When you went through that injury, I know it wasn't something that you wanted to go through, but I also saw you cracking a smile quite quite a bit as you watch this team those three weeks are probably some of the most fun weeks of high school that i've had just you know christian is probably one of my best friends just to get to see him just pay off all the all the hard work that he's been able to put in over this past year you know he just started playing football a year and a half ago so for him to be able to you know go three and oh in his three starts and absolutely ball out you know i had 15 touchdowns in three games is it was it was so awesome to see i always think about who's faster you know have you guys ever just said you know what let's find out right now because i have a feeling that he might have a step on you i don't know about that <laughs> We, you know, in PC and stuff, and over the summer, we we were always kind of head and head, just kind of going right next to each other. But I think I got him by a step. The one thing that I know that was very difficult is obviously you have the experience of your sophomore season, and you have the experience of being included in a state championship run. But you also have COVID, and it strikes literally during spring ball when you guys are trying to get ready for the next season. Describe what that summer of COVID was like for y'all. You know, we couldn't do any summer workouts or anything. It was it was a very lonely place for, I think, kind of everybody, you know, just in isolation and stuck in our homes. And I think once things kind of started clearing up, that's what made us the best team was everybody got kind of lazy in the state. Me and Jaden and Zane and that receiving group. And let's get to work. And, you know, four days a week for two, three hours, um, we're at the field, throwing routes on air, goal line, anything we could do, getting the DBs out there, doing seven on seven. And this was all with us. Like coaches had no part of it. Um, we just knew if, if we want to be back-to-back state champs like we were gonna have to put in the hours that everybody else was lazy laying on a couch playing xbox doing we were after something bigger and i always bring up film during these interviews because when you turn on the film you get to congratulate guys when they do well but the one factor that kind of motivates this team is nobody wants to put bad film up yeah. there. And it's not the coaches that they're worried about. It's the players. As kind of the tip of the sword, what does that mean for you when you have that kind of atmosphere? Because it's kind of like that old saying that, that a lot of football coaches use, a lot of coaches, period. You know, character is what you're doing when no one's watching. I think it's just kind of the culture here. Um, just, you know, off of kind of the people that came before us and kind of set the tone on, on how things are supposed to be run. And, you know, it's coaches are in charge, but we keep we keep each other accountable at the end of the day and making sure that we're at the lifts and we're at the workouts and we're putting in the extra hours in the off season when, you know, if, if other guys aren't, then, you know, that'll actually have consequences during the season because you might not get a job. You might not get a starting job. And then, you know, if you're dreaming to play college football one day, that might not actually happen. And, you know, some people really dream for it and then some people really work for it. And I think that the guys that have made it to the point where we are, and I think it's, that's just our whole team, are the guys that have put in the work when nobody else wants to. That's a key component to my next question because my next question has to do with the moment you realized what it was going to take to become a Westlake quarterback. There's a different aspect and atmosphere that you have to deal with and a lot of it starts with the little guys that are that are watching you you used to be one and and i think of 
the run that Westlake's been on over the last five years. Take us back to when you were a fan of Westlake football, because I know that that time in your life is also very special, and it also gives you a glimpse of what's expected of you if you want to become a part of this program, and especially at the quarterback position. I mean, I remember, just felt like yesterday I was in the pit, um, just with all my buddies, with Carter and Luke and, and Adam, and just, just messing around, having fun, and Friday night lights were just, you know, what you what you dreamed of, of, of playing in one day with the red W on your helmet, and to think of that we're here now is just, I mean, it feels so surreal, and just so crazy just to think that we were just wishing that we could be where we are and I mean I was just talking to my mom the other day and like how I was 14 and walking through the hallway with Adam and being like bro what if we went to back to back to back state champs at that point we hadn't won a state championship in 20 years like that was way out of the picture like nobody would ever think of that just dream big that's the mentality that we had we were like uh, the highest mountain isn't too big for us let's do things that, n- that hasn't really been done around here in a long time Signing at Clemson is obviously something that I know that is important to you and fulfills a, a dream of yours to play college football and es- and especially to play it at the highest level possible. But when you think about the journey that you're on right now, it has been a journey of ups, it's been a journey of downs, and it's been a journey of loss. And one of the things that we talked about with Hunter Luke last week was the ability to use tragedy as a way to move forward. This group, especially the seniors, have gone through more loss than I think most people really truly do at a, at a young age. And I think there's a motivating factor there that says, hey, look, we understand you the value. Losing Jackson, losing Jake, pillars of this football community as, as former captains. But I know it affected you deeply. I think there's so much motivation. I think even more it just brought everybody together and just brought a love for the team and just really just made us a really tight-knit group that through all the ups and downs, we just have each other. And, you know, Jake and Jackson were just such great examples on how to live life. And they, they lived life with others. Um, and they didn't live life on their own. And they just wanted to give to others. And that I think that's just like what makes our team this year so special is through all the wins, we're just such a loving and giving team um you know there's not a selfish person on this team we're all wanting to give credit to others and you know I was just listening to Bray yesterday and his signing day and just all he was doing is just giving praise to others and like I could have named anybody and anybody would have done the same thing and that's just I think that's just the culture that coach Dodge and everybody has set but after spending time with Jackson and Jake um over the years like that's just who they were and everybody just kind of wanted to be like that after they passed. Yeah, I look at a player like Jaden, who's kind of the next big-time recruit. He's going to get all the, the love that you got and, and and your teammates got this year. But I asked him point blank a couple of weeks ago, what's your favorite play You know that, that you've been involved with? What, what was the best moment? And he didn't even talk about a play that he was in. He talked about a play that you were in, <laughs> which was pretty interesting. Yeah. And, and that really set the tone for me about what are the captains like? And I mentioned being a junior captain and how big a deal that was. I said, look, there's been three junior captains in the Todd Dodge era. It's Sam you and Cade Klubnick. Being a senior captain, I ask you, obviously, as the leader of the team from a quarterback position, yes, but as a leader of a team, you know, I don't think I get more enjoyment out of watching you lead than when you run on the field and you lead the team you know, before the game and then you drop to a knee and pray mm-hmm. because I think that's a big part of who you are as far as what it means to you and how special it is. And one of the things that you said prior to the Lake Travis game, hey, we've been dreaming about this all year. This is the last one we get to play in this house. Yeah. You know, we've been doing this since we were in third grade. Keeping everybody in that moment, reminding everybody how big a deal it used to be yeah. and how big a deal it still is today. I mean, you said it yourself with the Lake Travis game. Like, that game is, that's a game that senior year, Lake Travis at home, 
sold out. I mean, you can't write it up better. And then to beat them by 40 was just money. To go out that way and just to live in the moment. We used to dream of being in that moment. Why shy away or try to make it any less now? Like live it up, be in that moment and experience what you used to dream about being in. And um, I think that's just what people like kind of shy away from sometimes is, you know, now we're here and then we just kind of take it for granted. But think like you used to and and as a little kid dreaming of being here and just um, just experience it all. And I think that's you know, what I'm really going to be focusing on on playing in two days in AT&T is just, like, enjoy it. I remember last year going into the week, like, this is crazy. I'm going to play in a state championship game. And I think this week, like, at times, like, I'll just kind of shy away from that and be like, okay, I've been here before. Like, it's just another game. It's fun. Nobody else has really done this. Like, it's very, very rare to be in back-to-back-to-back state champs. So just, just enjoy every moment. The moment's not too big. It doesn't mean you're not excited. Yeah, And I yeah. think that's what a lot of people around here say, well, yeah, okay, Westlake's in the state championship game. And I think, you know, I actually think of a, you know, it seems funny, but, you know, who knows in a year, maybe two, you're going to be going up against Alabama. And I think Nick Saban said this the best. Just because we win all the time doesn't mean that it's boring. Yeah. You know, it's really hard to win. What's lost in the shuffle outside of the Ken Dabbs Fieldhouse is just how hard it is not only to go to a state championship in 6A, but to go to three and to beat teams like North Shore and Katy along the way, teams like South Lake Carroll along the way, teams like Denton Geyer along the way, who have won state championships looking at this week. It's the culmination of a ton of work, a ton of sacrifice, a ton of loss, and it's culminating in the best possible place that you could be. Explain the the suck. The, you know, Because I always say this, enjoy the suck, embrace the suck. People call it the grind. It's more than a grind. It, yeah. It's a lot for a high school student. A lot of regular students are just doing school, and we're doing school too, but then you know we're in Chapmaker probably the worst two weeks of the whole year. I remember us saying, just enjoy the grind. Um, and I think that's just like something that I've really stuck with and this team has really stuck with. Like, I love it. You got to love it if you want to be great. You know, the great ones do what the good ones won't do. That's just what our team is about and what Coach Dodge is about. Just you look at the season and you're like, how are they so good? How are, how are they doing so well this year? And it's like, we're doing the stuff that nobody wants to do. Um, in the off season, when nobody's watching, there's no interviews going on. There's no cameras. It is the coaches and that team in the weight room working and that's it and just brotherly love loving on each other and just like that that's what's making this team so good right now in this field house football is family yeah and i'll ask you because carson riley reed kim todd when you look at the clubnik family it is kind of a pillar not just what westlake is all about but how westlake is so much more than just the football team and how they are so supportive of everything that you've done and it really is that that moment where you kind of look back in, in your family and you go, wow, you know, th- is this really where we are? Your family's been big in your life, but in a lot of ways, your family's allowed you to be great. Yeah. A- and so many, we hear so many stories about highly recruited student athletes where their parents are so involved. And I look at your parents and having them know them for a long time, they stayed out of your way and they let you be you. My parents just, I think they just love me for who I am. They remind me all the time, we would love you even if you didn't play football and you didn't do anything. I think that's just kind of what our family's about. Is just They love the people that we are, and um, they've just made me, Carson, Riley, and Reed, just the people that we are today. And just the person that I am today is all because of them five. And, you know, I look up to Carson. He did the hardest move ever is moving into a, high, a public high school junior year, not knowing anybody, cross town, um, and then right there with Riley. And just thought, I can't imagine that move. You know, I kind of ha- had it easier than anybody just getting here early and kind of make friends and lifelong friends. But Reed really set the football path and, and how it's supposed to roll. You know, I remember I wrote an essay in middle school on how my dream of playing college football became a goal of mine um, because I saw my older brother do it. And like that moment just switched like 
it's not a little kid's dream anymore. It's a goal of mine to go play college football, and it kind of flipped the switch for me and to to get rolling and get to work. So goals are dreams mm-hmm. written down. You've achieved those goals. You know, let me be one of the thousands of people that are that are excited to see what you do at the next level. But I want to know what's some of the things you're going to miss about Westlake football. Oh man, I'm gonna miss the locker room. I'm gonna miss my buddies. Just knowing that I'm gonna be in Clemson in a whole different state somewhere. I've I, you know I've never lived outside of Austin, Texas in my life. So I'm gonna miss my friends. Uh, just such lifelong buddies of mine that I've you know just become so close with, and um, this coaching staff and Coach Dodge just such good mentors. I'm just gonna miss it all. Westlake football is all that I've known. Uh, just since I was little, you know, this is all that I've known, just all that I've dreamed of. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going to miss every moment of it. Your relationship with Todd Dodge, I know, is different than his relationship with Sam Ellinger. But not many people can make a coach stick around for two more <laughs> years. What's that process been like for you developing your own relationship with Coach Dodge? I've known Coach Dodge for a long time now, uh, with with Miss Dodge being my fifth grade teacher and all. And Coach Dodge is definitely one of the closest people in my life when it comes to just a person, um, and not just a coach, but just a person to, to build me up and just for life advice, for football advice, for faith advice, and just, just so many things that I've come to him for, whether it's for my recruitment or after Jackson or just how to lead men in, in my school and just so many things that I look I look to him towards. That relationship is just so awesome and just so wholesome, and I'm I'm going to miss Coach Dodge a lot. I know he'll be able to come visit me and whenever I play at the next level, but um, just enjoying this last game with him, and it means so much that you know he'll be able to you know finish out his career with me. So Who's tougher, Elizabeth Dodge as a fifth grader or Todd Dodge as a football coach? I think I think Elizabeth Dodge. I think she was, she was a little strict. No, just kidding. She was really nice. I think Coach Dodge. <laughs> it's really important to get to know who's under the helmet really more than anything else, and I think we find out a lot about you when it comes to your faith and how much that is a part of your, not only just your makeup, but also who it makes you when you take the football field. How do you get ready for a game? What what goes through your mind as you're preparing yourself to play football here at Westlake? I think you just pointed out just how much faith means to me. Um, you know, it's it's everything. I, if football if football ended tomorrow, I'd I'd, I'd be okay with it um, because football means so much to me. But I know that I'm in this I'm in this sport for a reason, and it's to lead others and just bring others to Christ. And you know, before the game, I think just you know listen to my music and um, just kind of get my mind right. Just what Coach Dodge says all the time. Just dreaming the beautiful dream and just dreaming of perfection and just not making a mistake but just the ball coming off my hand perfectly in warm-ups and just dreaming of making the plays that you just want to make all the money moments you're going to leave here as the school's all-time leading passer which is saying something you're going to leave here as the all-time touchdown guy you're going to leave here as the all-time touchdown passer and I think when you claim those records, school records mean a lot around here. When you talk about dreams, then you talk about goals, and you talk about how to make those dreams into goals and those goals into reality. Do you ever think you'd be sitting here as the as the best quarterback ever to do it stat-wise? You know, when you talk about my dreams and my goals, um, none of them were about me. All of them were just about, you know, I want to win three district championships. I want to start as a sophomore um, and lead my team to three state championships. And I didn't get to lead them my sophomore year, but these past two years we've been able to lead them to two more. And I didn't want to be the one to, to do it. I want to do it with all my buddies. And I want to be a part of a football team that wins three state championships. That's what a, my goal was, was to win three state championships with my football team. That Those are the moments that I've always kind of had a goal and dreamed for. Well, if you want to know why Cade Klubnick is Cade Klubnick, folks, he just told you. He's Cade Klubnick, our Shap of the Week. Thanks so much for doing this. Congratulations. The world is ahead of you, but uh, you got one more game to go. And selfishly, it's been a pleasure to watch you play. Yes, sir. Thank you. Let's finish.